we're not gonna like mince over this intro ten thousand times. We're just gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Death to Everyone. My name is Lizzie Susan, and I'm Zelda Moon. And this is a podcast. What is this a podcast about, Zelda Moon? This is the first episode. You know what? It's the end of the world. It is. It is. Every day. Uh, for various reasons mm. that we'll get into. Mm. And it's our duty. It's our responsibility to handpick the concepts, the people, the objects, the things that should survive the end of the world. Absolutely. We have a bunker. Uh-huh. Not unlike the seed vault in Norway, where they're keeping various types... You looked at me like I'm crazy. Have you not heard of the seed vault? What is the seed vault? Darling, the seed vault. There's a big vault in Norway where they keep all the seeds of humanity. And it's meant to be like safe from a nuclear attack. Seeds of humanity? Like like, like wheat like and tomatoes. To, well, yes, they're in there too. Wow. And they keep like, and people can send in different seeds and they keep them all in these like temperature controlled. So they'll just accept seed from anyone. Stop sending the seed vault your cum. We are seed vault? That's what they call me on a Friday night, darling. <laughs> so you're setting the tone for this, which means I guess we're never getting a Peabody. Uh, Peabody, that's what they call it on a Friday night. <laughs> okay. Now that we've set the fucking tone, <laughs> you do know that this is not a podcast for children. <laughs> Truly. but Or this, family members. No, none of your family members, just you, a oh. special listener. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, like the Norwegian Seed Bank, which Zelda has just found out about, <laughs> we, as two intergalactic celestial beings... Mm. Um, of great power. Of great power. And wisdom. Two beautiful uh, goddesses mm. must now divine, without incredible judgment, what gets to survive the coming apocalypse mm. and what gets left out to die. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into that, mm. Zelda Moon. Yeah. This week, mm. how will the world end? Oh. Do you feel like you want to exact vengeance on humanity or... Is it a nicer week? A slow carbon monoxide death or excruciating brimstone death for the world? <clears throat> I think after the week that I've had, I will, if I may, <laughs> blow myself up to gargantuan <laughs> size. <clears throat> and I won't directly destroy the planet, but I will flick it from its orbit into another galaxy. So you will immediately kill everyone? Correct. I guess the flick would probably do most most of the damage. But I'm very strong. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> would it be one of those flicks where your finger's like, ow? No. Mm. No. It would be like, you know, um, how like some influencers will like scrape um, a thick moisturizer out of <laughs> a jar with their long talon. Mm, I and love that. that kind of vibe, mm. but in a flick form. Like... Bye-bye. That sounds like um, <clears throat> more rage than I was expecting. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Go on. I had a um, I had a very, very 
lovely date on Saturday night. <laughs> Kill everyone. <laughs> but it was like the first really, really nice date that I've been on in a long time with someone that I was genuinely interested in, have been sleeping with for a while. And we were like, yes, let's go on an actual date. And at the end of the day, he was like, this was just like so nice. And I just <laughs> want to be really clear with you that I <laughs> cannot give you what you are looking for. And like, you took off the veil very slowly. <laughs> And then you were like, well, unzip me. <laughs> take off the dress. It's like, well, your donation to the seed bank has been appreciated. Now get out. You say, I am taking out of the seed bank immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But I feel much better now. That was a couple of days ago. Um, <laughs> I pieced it all back together. Yeah. Um, mm. High lows. Mm. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, dating has, its reputation has never been worse. <laughs> no one wants to date, mm. particularly in the gay community. Oh, yeah. God, that's such a cliche. Ugh. Episode one. Do you know gay guys are not into dating? <laughs> <laughs> I deleted field. Uh, why? That seems like the funniest one. No, it's annoying. No one talks. Like I match with all these people and then it's nothing. I went on that one date. Do you remember when we went to the Beast like last year with mm. that kind of like bi guy who like had a kid? Oh, for clarity, for those listening at home who don't know what Field is. Oh, Field is a dating app that is kind of more targeted towards open relationships and just like sex, but it is inclusive of straight, gay, bi, everything so say you're like dating and you're monog with your long-term girlfriend and you're like a bi guy who has long hair and is in a band. and um, Who is he? <laughs> Give me his number. And then you're like, well, let's open things up. Then you might go on a field to find. Yes. And then a few people sneak past the palace gates and they're mm. like thirsty gay guys like you. Correct. And you're like, mm, I'll come for a threesome with you and your girlfriend if she's not there. <laughs> I see you've read my field profile. <laughs> Peabody, <laughs> Seed Bank. <laughs> the, um, yes, but, oh, it's just too much. Yeah, just like I had it on, I've just come back from a month overseas and I had it in various cities and it's just like, it's too slow. It's too slow uh, format. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. Well, I need the fuse lit under people that they could go to bed with no one. Mm -hmm. If you have a relationship, if you have like a comfy alternative, oh. like I need that giant gaping sucking void of loneliness to be open so that the like hookup mm. as the night wears on becomes more of a tempting option. <laughs> oh, I see we're boring our tech And he's started to watch other content <laughs> Do you need Where you just yell out when you want to stop and, and you don't get to hear this amazing conversation about field hmm. Also, what game could that possibly have been? It was archaic It was definitely Spider-Man He's, he's saying, move on. That's what he's saying. <laughs> well, that's what the guy said on that date, hey? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I need that big sucking void of loneliness to open up as the threat, you know, because if someone can just go to bed with their partner, mm. like, you know what I mean? It's not enough. You've got to have abs. 
to well, I think get in front of that. Yeah, you've got, you've got to really have a lot going on. Um, mm. They have to really be in a fight or something. Mm. But it's like field. It's just strike like, at a low point. <laughs> wait until there's a a chink in their armor, like a like a crocodile. You know, you're just there, <laughs> just under the murky surface, and you have to wait until they're right in front of you, and then you can snare them. Absolutely. Yeah. And their bed with partner is like the whole rest of the savannah. You know, mm, mm-hmm. but your opportunity is right at the drinking hole. <laughs> well, that's why you've got to position yourself at the drinking hole. True. Mm. What? Where do lonely <clears throat> bisexual men hang out? Please write in. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Please do. <laughs> but anyway, I felt liberated having deleted one of the three apps that I what remains partake in. Uh, just Grinder and Scruff. <laughs> no one's but, ever been unhappy on any of one of those apps. <laughs> I would love to make an app that's like a fake app, mm. like a fake, like it's not connected <laughs> to the internet. And it just sends you like positive messages and affirmations, but like from, you know, random hot men. Mm. And they're like, you're so sexy. Let's hook up sometime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, yeah. And every day, and maybe it just you want to make a chatbot. Yeah, but like a hundred chatbots that are all just like different, <laughs> different kinds. And like you know, some of them are a bit abusive, just so you know it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of them are like, "I'm on meth, come over." <laughs> yeah. When I was so, I've just come back from a like a trip. I, I I went to L.A., New York, London, Paris, Berlin. The first part was all with work, and then Germany was just solo and like actual holiday of which I didn't do very much. I just kind of hung out with some friends and it was very nice. But <clears throat> there, like the first hookup that I had was someone came over to the place I was staying during the day and he kind of, you know how sometimes you realize you've initiated the hookup too quickly and you haven't properly assessed the situation. Mm. And like, so he's on the way over and he's like, I haven't slept since... <laughs> Yesterday, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it went in Berlin. Yeah. And then he got there and he was just like a little edgy, relatively normal, but a little edgy. And then he's like, um, oh, um, do you want to like smoke a joint? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I like went to the lounge room and we like opened the door and we like went and sat on the veranda and then was this at your friend's house or at accommodation at my friend's house he was at work <laughs> um and then he was like so do you have a joint i, I love like, that no you'd think that that would be the question do you have a joint yeah we should smoke it not like do you want to drink a beautiful bottle of wine <laughs> do you have one yeah <laughs> like, like what it was also especially in the context of it was my second day in the country <laughs> It's like, no. I mean, to be fair, you were in Berlin, but... Yeah, but weed isn't legal in Berlin. Did you know that? When I was in Berlin, a man rode past me on his bike Mm -hmm. and he went, want some weed? (laughs) And he was just a drug dealer cycling around town. Was he hot? I don't recall those details. But we did buy some weed and that was good. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Anyway, then I was like, well, no. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, And then he was like, well, I'm feeling a bit anxious i'm just gonna do some g can i have a glass of water i'm feeling a bit anxious 
let me do this very precisely dose drug that if I take too much, I will die. Die. Here, just in I your add. friend's apartment. <laughs> yes. And I was like, sure, uh, sure, I'll get you a glass of water. And then <laughs> he had his little, like, G dropper <laughs> and, like, had a drink of water and then just, like, dropped water G into his mouth. Straight. Do you know what I think? I now I'm hearing because like G is it comes in like it's like liquid form. Yes, and it is so potent that you can only have very specific amounts, like a set, like a mill amount. Yes, yes. And you need to time your dosages because if you take them too close together, you can do a thing called G dropping, which is where you're like essentially going. I think you're. You go into cardiac arrest or, I mean, this is probably, I'm speaking out of school because I don't know, but you basically faint. Yeah. And um, then they need to get the ambulance to come mm. and wake you up. Mm. But I did underestimate, now that you say it, it's quite camp. Like, it's quite like <laughs> potions. <laughs> like, it was a bit of a potion. The reason that gay men are obsessed with it is it because it's kind of witchy spelly. Like, it's like... <laughs> Take but one drop from the vial and you shall have the best night of your life. And it drops more and ye shall fall to the ground dead <laughs> immediately. Like, it's very gay. Like, straight men aren't fucking around with that. That's very true. <laughs> and he pulled out his silver dropper. And he didn't, like, drop it into the drink and swizzle it, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, because that would because have been very... Because very gay. And then cackled. Mixing up my potion, my bitter elixir of... <laughs> <laughs> Earthly delights. Mm-hmm. Um, no, instead he like had a swig and then he just like <laughs> like <laughs> squirted the dropper into his mouth, which I I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen someone do G before. I was mm. like, okay, well I guess that's how you do it. Have you done it? And then he was like, no, that was a mint. <laughs> that was peppermint oil <laughs> for my breath, for my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, then. A couple more minutes passed. By this point, I'd learned that he was a kindergarten teacher. I was like, ew, (laughs) what? And then he was like, look, I'm really just like, I haven't slept. I think I'm just going to go. And I was like, oh, thank God, get out. Um, But of course, what I said was, okay, cool. We'll have, you know, nice to meet you. It would be great to catch up sometime. (laughs) Unzip me. I'll take off the veil. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go on a long walk. This is like in the middle of the day. So he's like just done G. And then he's like out into the world to like go on a walk. It's like, I don't know what that experience is like, but it was haunting. That is haunting. Yeah. Anyway, so... um, I'd flick the world off its axis. Excellent. And into yeah. another galaxy? And well, at which point it would be a burning meteor and would kill that <laughs> galaxy as well. And kill the kindergarten teacher and all his students. Yes. Okay, good. Hopefully. You know what I would take into the bunker? His dropper. <laughs> his elixir dropper. I would flush the G out and then I'd just <laughs> fill it with like... Um, Rose hip oil. <laughs> correct. With like a drop of... Um, Blue food dye mm. for mystery. Turquoise. How was your week? Has it um, <laughs> has no. it um, put you closer to the end of the world, or do you think we should stick it out a bit longer? I normally feel quite nihilistic, and not like in a, a way that I feel worried about. Like I'm just like, well, 
like the world's gonna end that's fine like <laughs> just for context everyone at home that sound you can hear is Zelda Moon asking me how I am and then immediately taking long swigs of her strawberry McDonald's thick shake <laughs> Spewing it onto her new overalls. <laughs> She's choking on the elixir. She spat up like a baby. <laughs> she spat up like a baby on her baby overalls. She does look like the kindergarten student. <laughs> oh, it's quickly absorbed into her. She pulled out an old handkerchief and now she's wiping around her muzzle. <laughs> Why would you make me laugh when I was clearly trying to discreetly... Enjoy my beverage. <laughs> Just you being like, so so lazy. How are you? <laughs> I'd been talking for. I was parched. <laughs> Finally, an opportunity to sip my delicious sweet drink. <laughs> um, how cruel! Everything's fine. You even made our sound technician stop what he was doing. Doom scrolling on Facebook. Mm, he's playing a Spider-Man <laughs> arcade game. Um, I am under the... <laughs> but now I feel like I can't drink. <laughs> Lest I be judged. <laughs> and immediately vomit onto yourself. I feel pretty good. I feel optimistic about the world right now. Mm -hmm. I just quit my job. <laughs> yes. I think that that really does help. Um, I do like, if I think about it for too long, go into an absolute blind panic, mm. um, attempt to hook up, take G and then walk around the streets of Berlin <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> but um, no, I feel quite good. So I think the, the the death of the world that I would like executed is just a nice, um, like slowly going to sleep. Like everyone just, you know, um, they release some sort of calming agent kind of like in that, in Firefly Serenity, Serenity. they release a calming agent to kind of get everyone to chill the fuck out. And then it accidentally sends everyone to an eternal sleep and they put it into the air hmm. and everyone dies. Hmm. But then like everything just goes, Hmm. That's what I like because I I've just been cleaning up my shed and yeah. listening to a new audiobook and just <laughs> just <laughs> just doing my thing and I'm about to go away to Darwin so we'll see how that goes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. not time yet well we'll see we'll see and now my dear sister my galactic goddess yeah it's time for us to get to the work of hand. Mm -hmm. First up, for mm. eligibility into the bunker, our mm. first topic of discussion mm. is being submitted by one of our patrons, 
Yes, we do have a Patreon. If we, you'd like to submit for consideration into the bunker, please. Yes. Um, a relic of a bygone era. Well, and soon to be an important cornerstone of this podcasting Correct. business, yes. our Patreon. You can find our Discord and submit things for consideration. Here yes. we go. Okay. Mm. I think the best suggestion so far has been the Beckham children. Mm. Which one gets to stay? Okay, let me pull them up because I need to have a look at these children. So I follow one of them. We got Brooklyn Beckham, Romeo James Beckham, Cruz Beckham. Oh, there's a fourth one. Where's the fourth one? Harper Beckham. Harper. Harper. Okay. A few months before tying the knot, David and Victoria became parents for the first time when they welcomed their son, Brooklyn. A few years later, they expanded their family with the addition of Romeo, followed by little brother Cruz shortly after. And then in 2011, they welcomed their daughter, Harper. So Harper's the baby. So here's what I know. Mm. Brooklyn is the photographer. Oh. And he gets about. And every yeah. few months, people post a picture of his photo from Safari where he photographed an elephant and it's entirely in the shadows and people are like, this isn't photography. The fact that he has a photography book. And I'm like, you all need to go and see some fine art photography because it does not always look like your formal photography <laughs> where everything is perfectly lit. You psychos. Okay. Mm. I say Romeo because he's the only one I follow. He's the only one that I really have on the radar, you know. Brooklyn is, is an, um, he is one of these people that is... Like, at he's maxed out for the hotness as mm -hmm. far as, like, he, if he was just born into a regular suburban family, would be, like, the most average-looking man you've ever seen. Mm. And yet, when you're born into this, like, massive Nepo baby family, he instead is, like, put together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been fed nothing but, like, private chef food his entire life and has like been styled by you know the best stylists so it's like come together but like then occasionally when the like paparazzi's light hits him just right you're like oh you're just like a normal looking man mm -hmm. and it's weird so romeo is 20 quite cute mm. very cute and he has epilepsy oh do we need that in the bunker <coughs> epilepsy yeah the concept or Contained within the body of Romeo Beckham. In Romeo Beckham. Are yeah. you bringing the medication for the epilepsy into the bunker? Well, I hope he is. <laughs> Your issues <laughs> don't need to become my issues. <laughs> I'm just a mere celestial goddess. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as we're sorting that out. Cruz is 18. He was born in Spain. Oh, my God. Bragg? Where were you born? What? East Bentley. <laughs> Spain, East Bentley. I was born in Mornington. Okay, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm saving Harper Lee. The gal. Mm. She trains for judo, likes horseback riding, and playing soccer with her dad. Mm. She's got perfect hair, and she's the only chance we have of a next generation Spice Girls. Hmm. Where all the daughters of the Spice Girls come together to create a super band. Do you think it's telling that all the children play soccer but none of them sing? <laughs> well, they're following after their mother. 
Okay, next up, Andreas asks us Nepo babies generally. Mm. Which Nepo baby do you want? And I have only one answer. Can I just say Mm -hmm. that I don't understand what that means? (laughs) Do you know what nepotism is? Kind of. (laughs) So nepotism is where you, um, your family is able to get you a position of power, usually within like a corporate space, Mm. due to their power within that same space so like my dad's a gardener so he, and i could have worked with him as a gardener so if your dad so got I'm a you nepo a, baby if your dad got you a job in his gardening empire quite high up above your skill level that would be considered an act of nepotism because he's just doing it not based on your ability mm. as a worker but because of your blood relationship to him mm. so a nepo well, baby it's a family business well that's it so a nepo baby in the acting entertainment industry mm. is someone whose parents are very well connected in the same industry as them. Ah, so you're talking about, um, about, oh, I don't know her name. Oh, this is perfect. Princess Leia's daughter. Billy Lord? Correct. Well, Carrie Fisher is also a Nepo baby. Yes. Yeah. So Nepo... Nepo Nepo. Nepo Nepo. Carrie Fisher might be the best one, but I was thinking about Gwyneth. Oh, true. Gwyneth Paltrow, best Nepo baby ever. Who's her parents? Blythe Danner. Oh. <laughs> you pretending to know who Blythe Danner is. <laughs> you know the mum of Will in Will and Grace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would she be bringing her goop products? We can have a little bit of goop in the bomb shelter. Although it'll go off real quick. <laughs> yes, it will. How it long does. does it take for Do goop? Do you know that? You told me that. Oh, yeah. Because like, for context, Zelda works in an undisclosed cosmetics company. <laughs> yes. And we range goop. And it doesn't last long. Let me tell you. But that's because it's actually all natural, no? <sighs> It It's a formulation issue because it's also like this whole thing about like, oh, I don't want my formula to have any chemicals in it. Mm. It's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's no like, chemicals to touch my skin. No chemicals. <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah, like this like preservative moment of like parabens and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, so you want it to last for a month on your shelf and then it starts to fall apart and disintegrate? That argument is true up until a point, except these things are put in products intentionally for a reason. Mm. Like, unless it's filler, which those things aren't, they're preservatives because you want products to last. Um, And uh, anyway, so sometimes then when brands don't do that, the product falls apart. And that happens quite often in Goop. I think... um the it'd be really good if products could let me know in a more visible way 
that they were off. Yeah. Because I will just keep using them forever. Mm. I don't really believe that makeup can go off. Yeah. I think I'm just like, just keep using it. See what happens. I mean, all makeup, like everything has a shelf life in terms yeah. of like legally. Nothing pisses know. me off than when I turn over the thing and it's like 12 months. Yeah. And I'm like, and you mean that I was meant to throw this palette away right? after 12? It's powder. Yeah. What's it going to become? More powdery? Yeah. It's, yeah. But, you know, I suppose that's just a legal thing. But mm. in the real world, obviously, nobody adheres to that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But a few select group products would be great. Like a nice like room deodorizer. I think you'll need that in a bunker. Mm. You might need Gwyneth to put that in the goop lineup first. <laughs> <laughs> Does she not sell that? A room fragrance? Yeah. I mean, she's got candles. Well, what is a room candle if not this a room candle, deodorizer? <laughs> this candle smells like my vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. Nothing pissed me off more than like... The jokes that like somehow make it out of the beauty community or like the femme community and into the mainstream. And then they become the jokes that are like said back to you by like straight men for years, like Mm. an uncle. You know what I mean? It's like that story about the candle that smells like your vagina will be the only thing that is said to you by a straight man about Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Which is insane. It's like when like men all decided to make the same joke about Sarah Jessica Parker looking like a horse. Yes. And it's like you can talk about anything to do with sex in the city and they'll be like, is that that, that girl that looks like a horse? And you're like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful when they get just one joke. Yeah. I blame Family Guy. Oh, mm. true. Seth, he's not for me. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Into the bin. Oh, he's not in the bunker. No. Let me tell you. Let's say it here now. Seth MacFarlane, not in the... We're meant to say it at the same time. Not Not in in the the bunker. bunker. (laughs) Oh, did you want me to match your inflection? Yeah, let's give it one more try. Not in the bunker. (laughs) You kind of nailed it. (laughs) I think that that's it. That was the take. Yeah. That's why I'll say it from now on. And... (laughs) Uh, well, we're holding you to it. Did you? You did. We saw it together. Did you see the the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the fact that Sony Animation is like full in on the Spider-Verse aesthetic. Yeah. I just think it's so depressing when someone does something new and the lesson that's taken away from it is like, let's do the exact same thing. And you're like, yes. Everyone was excited because it was different yes. from a Pixar film. And now you're like doing the exact same thing. Yes. Hmm. It's like, ugh. It's very strange. Like I was watching, I've been watching a lot of um, wood carving YouTube at the moment. <laughs> um, and, and it's so like huge channels, like millions of views hmm. will find concepts and ideas that other huge channels have done. Like this dude who like makes a table and then it's got like a crocodile coming, swimming through it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> back to the crocodiles again. I watch a lot of crocodile content as well. But she's not um, lying as well. <laughs> but then like this guy is like, well, I'm going to do it too because that one got 25 million views and they say it in the video. Mm-hmm. I just like, People suck. It sucks. 
What about doing it because you want to do it, as in your original ideas? Like this amazingly original idea of a podcast. <laughs> no, well, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I meant to do? Never do anything again? Yes, like, is it, oh, I guess everyone else is breathing. Should I stop uh, doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lazy? This attitude, not in the bunker. <laughs> wait, wait. Say properly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this attitude. Not in the bunker. <laughs> That's like when Bag of Chips says much better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks for that. Can I say mm. I went to Sydney Drag Expo because I am a drag queen. Drag queen. Yeah. I was actually in the booth two across from Bag of Chips. Oh. Who I always thought was based on the show. Tiny. A bit, well, that too, but also mm. a absolute fucking loose unit. Yeah. She's not. She's kind of got it together in a way that, like, she was, like, wandering through the crowds being like, hey, hi, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but she was remembering well, people's names and, like, remembering, oh. like, and I'm like, if I ever become a famous drag queen, you best fucking believe I will not remember your name. <laughs> like, I don't even, yeah. Yeah. I don't care about your fucking name. When I was in Berlin with my friend, we went, <laughs> oh, help. Um, we went out to a uh, bar one night. Mm. We were sitting out the front and then these two gay guys were like sitting next to us. And my friend Michael didn't have a lighter. So he asked them for a lighter and then we were chit-chatting and blah, blah, blah. And when we inter- all introduced ourselves, I was instantly like, I'm not going to carry this conversation. I'm going to say next to nothing in this conversation. My power in this conversation will be reminding these like two demon twinks names. And when the time's right, I'll drop it and win. And let me tell you, that is exactly what happened. Because like half an hour in later, I was like, Felix, do you want another drink? And everyone was like, because I was the only one there who knew anyone's name. Amazing. It was so hot. Also, like, are you um, a sociopath? <laughs> I shan't be speaking, but when the time strikes, I shall say your names and know I will be God. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're surprised by this. It is weirdly affirming when someone says your name, mm. but I do not have that ability for other people. It's hard. Yeah, when I left my job, there were people like... It's been so amazing working with you over the last three years. And I was like, goodbye. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> you. No, I call you the most special name of all. Coworker. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm. I just, because it's, it's, to me, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. What? Who cares? Mm. You got a name? Guess what? Everyone does. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> What is it, Trish? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Grace? Ugh. Mm. Unless it's Bridget Pringle. <laughs> I'm not really interested. <laughs> Give me a name I can remember, darling. <laughs> Let's see, when you do hear a good name, it does restore your faith. Yes, but it's funny because we both have an affection for high school names, mm. which are just like weirdly names that people had in high school, but obviously... It's just their real name, but it's a very high school genre name. Mm, Jared oh. Lansdale. Oh, so Dale good. Dale Crouch. <laughs> oh, oh. 
But um, I do. Brady Delaney. <laughs> Brady Delaney, are you hearing this? <laughs> um, but I think that that's where I used up all my name slots. And uh, the name slots are full. Yeah. And for someone new to get a name slot, they either have to have the same exact name as someone else or I have to delete an old name slot. Yeah. Can I say another from high school? <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> Adriana Falconeri. Adriana Falconeri, you're coming in the bunker, darling. <laughs> she is. She was hot. I liked her. I think we had one conversation and she didn't like me very much. But You waited great half name. an hour before speaking and then you said, can I get you a drink, Adriana Falconini? Falconeri. Mm. 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 What was our second topic? Oh, Nepo baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gwyneth is going in the dumpster. Or oh, do you want Carrie Fisher? I mean... I want Carrie Fisher. I do think Carrie Fisher actually deserves. I like Gwyneth. But I like yeah. them both. Mm. You know what? They can both come. <laughs> Generous. This room. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but who's going to drag the corpse of Carrie Fisher <laughs> into the bunker? No. Do you think she was cremated? Do you think? No. Gwyneth can come if she's willing to carry <laughs> Carrie Fisher's bones. <laughs> <laughs> In a sack that says <laughs> Carrie. I think we put the skeleton of Carrie Fisher together uh-huh. and then we handcuff <gasps> it to Gwyneth. <laughs> she has to walk around the bunker. So if you want to survive the end of the world, it's on this condition. Doing bits with, like, I sat down on my pod recently with the skeleton of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> it's like, well, you also have to put her on the next newsletter. <laughs> I love, I listen to the, the Goop podcast. Really? I love the Goop podcast. It's so fucked. Um, but I also love the weeks where Gwyneth actually does the podcast because oh most God. of the weeks she's like, at the start of the episode, she's like, I'm so excited to talk to my amazing friend, scientist, Davina DeCampo. <laughs> <laughs> um she, um, we sat down and we had a conversation with um, one of our amazing uh, Goop co-founders, blah, blah, blah. And then just immediately like handballs it over. But they know that Gwyneth has to be at the start of the episode or people won't take it seriously. Yeah. And then this other woman is like, yep, so here it is, me again, <laughs> taking over for Gwyn. <laughs> She's off skiing down mountains oh and here I am. Oh, that $1 lawsuit is so hot. Incredible. Um, fuck me. So Nothing funny. gets the public on side. will. Like a one dollar lawsuit. I just remembered what I was talking about. Bag of chips. <laughs> what I was going to say was yes. every single person she spoke to, she'd be like, Sorry, what's your name, darling? They'd be like, Sarah, and she'd be like, Sarah is much better. <laughs> and I was like, No, stop. It was like the most I'm at a convention thing where it's oh. like, uh, you know, whatever, like live long and prosper, like sitting at your table, signing yeah. 10,000 autographs to people. And she would just like say it at the drop of a hat. And like, it was almost to the point where it was like, you, you don't like have to say that because, <laughs> and she was like, this role much better. And you're like, Oh, bagger, stop. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was, it's like, imagine, what do you think your, your drag race catchphrase will be? Oh, just spitting up a small amount of milk onto your breast. <laughs> and I walk around the convention. <laughs> Excuse me, darling. What was your name? Catherine. 
<laughs> Graham. Graham's my assistant. Graham, can you bring me some more milk? <laughs> my supply is running low. So <laughs> <laughs> your name is Graham, was it? <laughs> you remember like on the show? Rue loved it. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, no, I don't think I'm particularly catchphrasable. <laughs> I don't think any of these people walk onto the show thinking that they're going to have a catchphrase. Uh, except for um, soak it up and. Yeah, Monet Exchange. Mm, fucking hell. Yeah. And that, that runs on that segment. <laughs> so on this segment, Gwyneth is going into the bunker. Romeo is going to the bunker on the condition there is a skeleton of Carrie Fisher is handcuffed to Gwyneth. Or mm. at the Natural History Museum in London, they have a blue whale skeleton <laughs> that is quite profoundly incredible when you walk into the foyer and it is strung up along the roof. Mm. Could we not do that with Carrie's remains to decorate the bunker? Do you know that at in one thaggy they have the jawbones of a whale out front of the pub? <laughs> I didn't know that. And you can walk through it. It makes quite a one-story high archway. That's cool. I'll take you to see it sometime. <laughs> Next time we're in the neighbourhood of one thaggy. Yeah. I think it's called Whale Mouth Pub. <laughs> or something like that. Are they real? Yeah. Washed up on the shore after a whale was harpooned by the pub owner. <laughs> well, Zelda, if you're, if you're willing to bring the wire, you can string Carrie Fisher's corpse up on the ceiling of the bunker. Mm-hmm. However, I have just received a phone call from my assistant. Um, Jared, what was his name? Mm. And what was your name, dear? Was I can't Jared? even... <laughs> 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 I can't even remember the name of the fake people that I invented all the name slots are full. Adriana Falconeri. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, I've just been informed the ceilings of the bunker are incredibly low. So <laughs> we will string the corpse of Carrie Fisher up on the ceiling. However, people will need to crouch and do a little walk to get to the bathrooms beneath the corpse of Gary Fisher, which is, of course, still handcuffed. <laughs> to and, uh, and I'm just imagining um, <laughs> Billy Lord getting caught in the skeleton and the hand come crashing down on her head. Um. Are we having Billy Lord? Yeah, she's going too. So that's three. Three yeah. Nepo babies are getting in. Oh. Fine. Billy Lord can come, but we've got to find another reason for her to come. You know what? Is she good? I don't know. I don't know. Is she good or because is she bored? She wasn't <laughs> she wasn't good on American Horror Story, we <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Stop <are> we? <laughs> I'm just trying to watch a milk horror story. <laughs> she was a ghost. She was no not good on the story. Stop worry. Um she was fine. She was not. That and then on Star Wars, she wasn't and on, on my favorite shows, <laughs> Star Wars. She wasn't good. She was just there. Isn't she literally just in the background? She has a few lines. 
Uh, they're coming up the um, Starfleet Cruiser 5. Is that, what she, is that what she said? Starfleet is Star Trek, you whore. <laughs> they can't have Starfleet in the massive extended universe of Star Wars. <sighs> what did she say? Give me an approximation. Oh, it's very much that. <laughs> it's very much that. The screen says there's five quasars heading this way. Zap, zap. <laughs> mm, it's mm. a trap. You know, something like that. Welcome, listener, to the next segment. Our segment is, what sex position is coming into the bunker? Is it? Yeah. All right. Zelda Moon. Yeah. International Space Priestess. <laughs> yes. What? what sex position is coming? And we shall forbade any other types in the bunker. <laughs> I think the best, if we're talking about gay sex... Isn't that gay men sex? (laughs) (laughs) As I so often refer to it as. It has to just be doggy. Doggy style. One person on all fours. The other person on their knees behind. Mm -hmm. Maybe standing at the end of the bed. Mm, You think there's going to be beds in the bunker? (laughs) Ambitious. We haven't gotten to the furniture round. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On the uh, small low bench. (laughs) Is the best. Yes. It is the default, perhaps, but it's also the best. But do you know, that's where porn has ruined the lives of everyone. Yes. Because what's this facing each other thing? Oh. I don't need to look into your eyes, darling. It just, like, that you have kind of a good balance of control as well. Mm -hmm. Like... The bottom can pull away if they need to. The top can pull away. They can both push into it more. You can leave without them noticing for four to five seconds, giving you a head start. (laughs) I think that is correct. Yeah. I unabashedly, wholeheartedly agree. And let me just say that all of this other kooky, banooky stuff and also... The need to cycle through 10 of these Mm. is insane. Yeah. If you were out there in the boudoir, welcome to the boudoir, (laughs) which is what I say when someone comes into my room. Mm. If you're in my boudoir and someone's trying on 10 different things, it's not happening. It's just crazy. That's porn. Don't be porny. What's annoying like I had a hookup on Sunday and it was very this vibe of like many positions and stuff. And he just like, it's like if you just concede to doggy style, mm. it's also a position where you don't have to be super hard to be able to get it in. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he wanted to do like every other position which all require you to be super hard because of angles and stuff. Mm. Otherwise, you don't have the pressure of thrust to get you in there, Uh which is fine. But, like, if they are continually failing because you're a methy, then just do doggy. Also, it's like... It's so frustrating. It's like you're in this experience as well. How do you not know how annoying it is? I think that there's, like, a internalized expectation Mm. to 
make it. And like nothing against having like iterations in the session. Mm. However, it is just like, let's just figure out like particularly for a first time with Mm. two people who have never had sex before coming together to in one unholy union come together, then just sort it out baseline. Mm. We don't need to do it all today. We can come back for another time. But the people that are like, we need to do it all right now. And it's like, are you just doing this with everyone? Is this like every single time you have sex, you're doing the full fucking Cirque du Soleil experience? Because I don't understand. No. It doesn't seem to be bringing you joy. No. Dougie. In the bunker. Dougie. And you know what else is left out in the cold? 69. We've discussed this a lot, but 69 Mm. can fuck off. 69 is... Um, anno- <laughs> it's it's annoying. It's stupid. Sixty nine, where like you're eating their ass and they're sucking your dick, which isn't a tr- true sixty nine. <laughs> what do you call it? Eighty three. <laughs> That's better, position wise. How are you doing that? How short is the person? I'm very tall. <laughs> Everyone is shorter than me. You're like, where you're licking their knee and they are sucking your dick. (laughs) In the 173 position. (laughs) That's good. But no, like 69, it's like, because their dick has to be so flexed back into your throat that it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Coughing out small amounts of milk. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. It's just annoying. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well. There's no more no more reasoning required here. We've sorted that one out. Yeah. 69. Who begs to differ? Tell us in the, the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this in this category, my galactic sister. Yes. We are to discuss the menu of McDonald's. Mm. And mm. we can each pick one thing. Oh, you're generous. And this is all they'll eat in the bunk. Well, you think I'm sharing my choice with you? <laughs> you're like, it's just one of this thing. <laughs> okay, McDonald's. I'm going to look at the Australian menu. Oh, yeah, um, don't pretend like you don't know that menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what? I think you would just bring the barbecue sauce. I love the barbecue sauce. And they always, <laughs> that's why they forget about it. Do you know the McFeast is back at McDonald's? What's McFeast? Well, darling, I, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I Ew, wish you would. I hate this website. Who goes on the McDonald's website? You can redeem a range of rewards once you've earned enough points and redeem multiple in the same transaction. I currently have 2,500 points. What? Side unseen, which is any size of McCafe beverages. Oh, mm. you've an eventy. Ooh, I might get this app. No, I'm never gonna go here. I've <laughs> <laughs> never been to McDonald's before in my oh life. Oh my god, where? Oh, our menu. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. So McDonald's notorious. I am a pescatarian. Yes, meaning I am. An annoying version of... A vegetarian. Vegetarian and of a meat eater. Yeah. I'm annoying in all directions. Yes. McDonald's sucks because they do not have good vegetarian options. Correct. And they did trial out. That McPlant. Yeah. But, but I feel like we've had that over the years. Like we get it every now and then. They like to tease. Yeah. However, Hungry Jack's is over here. Burger King to our international 
folks, is the best and they have amazing vegetarian options. They do a good job. Okay, chicken deluxe, no. McSpicy, no. Double McSpicy, no. Cheese and bacon McSpicy, <laughs> no. McChicken, no. Chicken and cheese, absolutely not. filet fish What is it like? It's fucking awful and amazing at the same time. Oh. It's terrible. Is and it just a piece of lettuce, the fish and cheese? Baby, Tartar sauce? There's no lettuce on this. Actually, I think they're shredded. Let's find out. Dive in and enjoy our filet of fish. Sourced for its succulent and fresh flavor, we cook tender portions of fish and enhance <laughs> their great taste with zesty tartar sauce and cheese. So there's only the bun, then a portion of fish, aka no discernible fish yeah, I've ever like seen. Which fish? It's just like ground up fish, fish parts. Yeah. But then with a crumb coating, fried, mm. dried. And rehydrated, I guess. Yeah. And then the tartar sauce, which they are liberal with. They oh. know that they're like giving you That's shit. the moment, yeah. And then they put the American cheese on. It's oh. good late at night, but with a bit of barbecue sauce. <laughs> I, I order an extra one. I tell you right now, she's bringing barbecue sauce. Well. Now, what do you think about, I think we could have a whole episode dedicated to the rise of aioli and the decline of tartar sauce. Oh, is there a difference? Yes. What a tartar has the pickle in it. Yeah, and tartar is like thinner and like. Mm. I like tartar, but I certainly feel like in the nineties it was tartar. It was that was the good girl. That yeah. was the white sauce of choice. Well, and now it's aioli. I don't want to get too like Jerry Seinfeld on this this podcast, but it is like insane that we do not get any sauce with chips now at the pub. That's crazy. Mm. Do you Have you noticed this? No. Okay, so you order a parmigiana. Yeah. Eggplant parma, 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 parma. Which comes with a side of fries. Yeah. It, you just order it offhand. Great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The waiter, God willing they exist, or the barkeep, will say thank you so much. Have a nice day. You'll pay your fee and then you'll leave. You know, mm-hmm. at no point during that transaction will they inform you that their pub has decided to no longer serve a complimentary side of tomato sauce mm. with chips. And then when it shows up, you're now caught in the secondary transaction where you have to be so rude and ask for another tomato sauce. Mm. Let me tell you, when this happened recently at a pub in Melbourne, the quote unquote most livable city in the world fucking lie i said to this person i said hey um can i get some tomato sauce thinking it was the usual routine where they have to now scurry back in their busy shift Mm. get me a little fucking ramekin of sauce Mm. because no one told me at the start Mm. will you be liking these sauce dry as a witch's tit or would you (laughs) like them with a nice complimentary side of the thing that comes with every fucking thing of chips ever yeah and then she was like, yes, but you'll have to come back up to the front and pay the dollar and 50 cent fee for the sauce that was not offered to you. Why are we keeping this under lock and key? Oh. Why? Hmm. I think it's because as more like burger joints opened, they have mm. 10 sauces. Yeah. And additional sauce mm. is an additional fee. I will absolutely, I would happily, 
happen. I wouldn't even think about it. Oh. And do you know what? I love the advent of additional sauces because I love sauces. Tell me about your delicious mango chutney. <laughs> Tell me about it. I would love to hear. I'll pay $3. Yeah. I'd pay 3 Yeah. I wish you had an array of sauces. I wish you had a monthly special sauce. Mm-hmm. But if you are telling him about it when the meal arrives, this dry, sad-looking fucking chips, absolutely not. You can get fucked. And you should be ashamed and you should bring me a ramekin of sauce for free for the indignity of it. Are you going to go back and send her a link to this podcast? Mm, She knows. (laughs) I think it's kind of like... um, When you go to a Italian restaurant and they ask if they want if you want pepper, and they just bring it over, and they just I love that. And when they bring over the parmesan, yes, Mm. especially when you've ordered like a carbonara or something, Mm. and they don't shame you, yeah, and they're like, you want parmesan, right? You're like, of course, and I just leave it here. I'll screw off the top (laughs) so I'm not bothered by the little holes in top. Oh, I like it when they grate it for you, and you're like, oh, it's like very dom sub. More, more. <laughs> Do it, you little pig. More. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh. But that's that's and condiments done right. Well, it's like you are not spending the money you're making on that condiment is not worth the shaming, public shaming mm. on a podcast of this magnitude. <laughs> because that waitress. <laughs> oh my, I don't know if that's going to be a thing As if we're like trying to make it a thing um, No Zelda, you say it <laughs> Now say Zelda for me That waitress None in the manga <laughs> Ew <laughs> See, you didn't think you were quotable But now at all the um, death to everyone um, con yeah. They're going to be like, everyone's say gonna, the line Everyone's going to walk past me and go None in the manga <laughs> Hey, if you see Zelda in the wild oh. after listening to this, can you please do me the favor of saying, <laughs> please know that I will push you in front of a moving vehicle um, <laughs> or myself. Um, I, the only thing there is that like, do you remember going to like Bimbo's or like Lucky Cock back in the day and like getting like a $4 pizza and like there was just always 10,000 things of chili oil everywhere. Yeah. And you were just... Mm. Yeah. They don't have that? No, but like, why isn't that everywhere? Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? It's sick. But when you go to a nice, like, cheap and nasty, like, Vietnamese restaurant or something, mm. like, every table is stacked with sauces. With a sauce. Sauces, chili, chili oil, dry chili, soy sauce, vinegar. And Perfect. pub owners of Australia... Uh-uh. You should know, just include it in the cost of the chip. If you're that worried about making money off me, just add a fifty on top and I probably won't think about it. No. But making this forced interaction with your poor weight stuff is just stupid and it's greedy and it's not what we stand for. You're sick. Mm. You're sick. Okay. Or you can get grape tomatoes. <laughs> Enjoy a delicious snack with our juicy 100% Aussie grape tomatoes. Grape, like like cherry tomatoes. Yeah. You can buy a punnet of cherry tomatoes. I believe so. McDonald's, what's happening here? What's happening? Uh, I just think it's like at this point, take McCafe and like send it off elsewhere. Mm. Why are you running two businesses simultaneously <laughs> and pretending that one is like nice and what? It's like 
we can see that you're you're the same business. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, come over to the luxurious side where you'll be treated to amazing fresh cappuccino and macarons. <laughs> and then they're like, would you like your slop in the bag, Beth? Like I'm like, <laughs> I can see it's the same sixteen year old yeah. either side yeah, of the bench. At one point he's in front of a counter, and at one point he's in front of a glass cabinet. <laughs> Um, do you remember when Oprah came to Australia and she was obsessed with McCafe? <laughs> she was God. like, this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen. I don't think she said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lacey? I'm going to say it here now. Look, she, Oprah didn't say this I is don't the best think... fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Oprah, your mic's on. <laughs> You're drooling into the microphone. <laughs> this is the best fucking thing. Well, now who's choking on milk, dear? <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> she, she's going to sue because you stole her bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah. Strange. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We'll come back to Oprah in the future. <laughs> put a Stay pin tuned. in Oprah. Yeah. Don't put a pin in her. She'll Don't. sue. <laughs> okay. McDonald's. McDonald's. What What's are you in the bowl? Because I've got my answer. Oh, go I've on. I've had it from the get-go. Go on. No, you go first. I know what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to be seen and known in my truth. Yes, with, as I, well, I'm not going in the bunker, but <laughs> with I'll, you losers. And I'll send it in as a treat for <laughs> Carrie's bones. <laughs> You'd be like, this is my favorite things of the year. The, the bones of Carrie Fisher and a strawberry thick shake. <laughs> Billy Lord getting after her. <laughs> Dance for your mind. Yeah, Billy Lord's only allowed in the bunker. You know how we, I said we were going to come back to her. Mm. She's only allowed in the bunker. Number one, she has to fight to the death with Romeo. Okay. Romeo Bitter. Wait, what's her name? Beckham. Beckham. Because <laughs> <laughs> her name is not Victoria Bitter. <laughs> There's a Melbourne drag queen called Victoria Bitter. She's amazing. Uh, so the only one of them is going in. Yeah. I'm not having two Nepo babies, like the children. Oh, yeah. So, Lord, if you do get in, mm. I hope you do, you have to animate the puppet of your mother every night for a show <laughs> for everyone in the bunker. Oh. Um, or Romeo has to do it, and it's a bit insensitive because it's not his mum. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, his mother, his mother is a walking skeleton. So, <laughs> oh, Zelda with the 1998 hot take. <laughs> I just meant she was dry like a reanimated corpse. <laughs> Can you please tell tell the audience at home what they're going to be getting in there? Zelda's favorite thing in the bunker: a large strawberry thick shake. Which Zelda Moon <laughs> famously vomited on herself about twenty minutes ago. There's one sitting right in front of you. And when when we got <laughs> when we got the large strawberry thick shake at the drive, <laughs> drive through, can you tell me what the your first action was and your first uh, your first saying? Well. Mm. I could see the cup was not filled. Judging by the way you were holding it like a Gilmore Girls, you're just lightly moving it around. Well, I mean, the surface area was not to the brim. 
And that was evident through the transparent lid. It's a semi-opaque lid. Yes. Where you can tell whether there's um, a, a sweet strawberry drink kissing the <laughs> lip. I want it to caress the top. So when I imprint the little toggles, it dips into the thick shake. Mm-hmm. Not possible because it was about an inch of air. And I opened it and I said, could they fill it up? <laughs> Um, you didn't say, could they fill it up? You leaned forward and looked down into the window and said, could you could you girls fill this up for me? <laughs> I said it softly as a joke to my friend. <laughs> like Oprah when she first saw the McCaffrey. Could <laughs> you fill this up for me? Yes. But they, they you said large and they said medium. Correct. And mm. you know what? I'll take the note. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say large fries. And if I can have it, barbecue sauce. If I can't, I'll get over it. Okay. But it does need to be barbecue sauce. Yes. None of these other sauces can do it. No. And also, weird that the ketchup lives in a different house than the rest of the sauces. Yes. Mm. A sachet. A sachet. Also, because sauce, like tomato sauce, often comes in more of a packet form. Mm. You know, like the half well, that's an thing. Australian invention. Is it? Did you know? No. Mm. This is the squeezy sauce. Do they have it internationally? I believe so, but not. It's not as prevalent. Huh. It's all about the little pot. A little pot. It squeezy did. is so much more chic because I think a lot of our uh, canteen meals <laughs> are handheld. A succulent canteen meal. <laughs> like a pie or sausage roll. Mm. And so you're not dipping those. No, being you do need onto. to squeeze it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's so interesting. Oh. <laughs> Maybe other meals where they're dipping, a pot would be more appropriate. I don't know. So many musings. Well, here's the thing. Why is the ketchup in the sachet? Yeah. If that's the case. If yeah, we're so obsessed with dipping, yeah, you're not you dipping into, dip a little into a sachet. sleeping bag of fucking ketchup. <laughs> you sick fucks. Ooh, sliding a fry all the way in and all the way out. Coming up next, we slide a single fry into a pitched open pillow of ketchup. So can I bring the barbecue sauce? I think so. I'm feeling kind. Okay. The people in the bunker can have large you fries. You know what? If I can have a large thick shake mm. and not just a regular. Well, let's hope that those girls aren't staffing the bunker. <laughs> They're not in the bunker. <laughs> those girls? <laughs> They're not in the bunker. <laughs> Yuck. Stop making me do that. Um, I can't believe we already have our first piece of merch. Oh, <laughs> it's just your face. And then it's a speech bubble. It says, but like in a really rough font, like salad fingers font. <laughs> you know what? Salad fingers isn't in the bunker, but face man is in the bunker. I, I just, I want to attract a young viewership. I'm not referencing <laughs> fucking Burnt Face Man on this fucking podcast. We're putting that in the episode title. <laughs> dare you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm not gay. <laughs> get out. Oh, my God. What? Have you ever woken up from a nightmare and realized you're still in the nightmare? That's the feeling I have right now. I've literally sat and watched you exorcist on that couch And then you get up and make it somehow worse 
I'm horrified to be here, to have my name. <laughs> Those were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me, please? Yeah. You were on a tip. You were saying, if I can have my large strawberry thick shake. Oh, yes. In a large size. That's my treat. <laughs> it's your treat. Then you can have sauce as your treat to the fries. Excellent. A condiment does complete the meal. Yes. Perfect. You Great. know what? I don't want to want for anything in the bunker. That's why we're being so particular. That's right. No cherry tomatoes, though. Shut it down. Oh. Absolutely not. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the vegetable episode. Well, we had it on the menu for McDonald's. If they're saying no to cherry tomatoes now, they're not coming in the bunker. Yeah, but if cherry tomatoes are up against cucumbers, you best believe I'm picking cherry tomatoes. I'm not putting cherry tomatoes in my gin. I do think that that about rounds it out for this very first episode Yeah I think we're going to cut a lot of it Oh yes But everything you heard just then, that was the the good stuff (laughs) The gold that we couldn't leave behind So, for another week, please uh, enjoy yourselves, get ready for impending doom Yes, do your best to impress us And we'll be back to decide Who's going in the bunker? And who is? <laughs> the, the podcast isn't called What Stay in the Bunker. <laughs> the podcast is called Death to Everyone. And until then. And it's high time. Okay, let's say that then. Okay. Wait, wait, we And say, uh, until. Wait, and, and just. Lazy appears to be having a stroke and. <laughs> Death, Death to, to everyone. everyone. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's the tone. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Patreon. Please subscribe for some extra little fun tidbits. Um, And uh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll also be able to throw in some suggestions for things you'd like appraised before the imminent apocalypse. Yes. Do you know what I want? Yeah. Do you know what I want? What I really, really want? No, stop. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, I'd like, okay, this is my dream. On the Patreon. Yeah. On the Discord. Yeah. Could you send in a description of yourself, basic facts, and we will decide whether you're in the bunker? <laughs> I feel like this has been a very soft first episode. We'll get much crueler as time goes on. Yeah, this was the kindest that it's going to be. It, truly. Yeah, so send us through a brief description of you, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit about yourself, basic details, and then we will decide live on air whether you get to come into the bunker or not. Yes. Which might be a bunker some weeks. It might be a floating comet that preserves all human life. Yes. A museum. Yeah, might mm. be a UFO. Mm. It might be a spaceship that will actually launch into the sun. <laughs> so you think it's being rescued But really only for a few hours <laughs> I feel like you're the Rorschach test um, And I can see a crazy Crazy old woman What <laughs> a crazy girl No but if you have joined us for the first episode um, The pod will evolve And we'd love you to evolve with us And Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on where wherever you're listening to. I think it's iTunes that's yeah. actually helpful. Well, iTunes. That's where it's actually helpful. Yeah, we want to get them to the top of top of the comedy podcast ratings. We're a comedy podcast. Uh, well, say something funny and maybe we might be. <laughs> we are comedy award winners. <laughs> we are interactive award winners. 
Okay. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>